Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Hey there, Adam, the Roof Strategist here with our first Lunchtime Live. Thank you all for joining me. Um, I got a lot of really overwhelmingly awesome feedback from the Lockdown Lives, and then when I paused them, I got emails that said, listen, we got to start doing these, these Q&A sections. So welcome to the first ever Lunchtime Live, which will be replacing Lockdown Live since the country is opening back up, and I have some exciting news. So everything in these Lunchtime Lives, which... I'm going to get this onto a cadence, so it'll be at the same time each week. Um, I'm going to do a few of these at different times and just see what time works best for everybody. So here's how it works. If you're not on the Insiders, join. There's a link in the video description, and then um, you can email me. Uh, so these suggestions are all from these emails that I picked out that I thought would be most beneficial to everybody. And anyone who emails, if I don't do a video like this on it, what I promise you is that I'll reply personally to your video. Oftentimes, I'll do a little screencast. So no matter what, you're going to get some help from me. Um, but today, I'm super pumped. There were some really, really fun topics that came through, and we're going to hit them one by one today. So again, welcome to the first Lunchtime Live. And uh, if you're joining in, uh, feel free to pop in the chat, say hello, let me know where you're from. And uh, if you have any questions that you want answered, I'll be answering those after. So the agenda for how these are going to roll, I'm going to answer the, the questions in advance that were submitted via email, and then I'll turn my attention to this. So hey, hey, ah, oh, we emailed back and forth too. In fact, I think one of your... One of your emails might have made it in here. So let's jump right in. I have a few topics to hit. We got some folks from Kansas City. David, David, one of your emails is on here for uh, submitting actually two of your suggestions, in fact. And Eric's here from Kansas City. Um, guys, thanks for joining in. So let's jump in. First one, actually, David, you're up first. So this is David's email. He says, um, Saturday, by the way, um, anytime these are shared, I'm leaving last names out, company names. I know this is a strong community where we're all going to be sharing, uh, but I just want to keep everyone's privacy to themselves. So um, this is from David. So it says, Saturday, I went out knocking a fresh storm. I was wearing my mask to be courteous, but noticed people were coming at me funny in a way I haven't really seen. I decided to take my mask off, seeing no one in the neighborhood was wearing one. After taking the mask off, people seemed to respond much better. Just a little something I noticed and thought it'd be worth sharing. So this, and he says, thanks again, everything you uh, thanks again for everything you rock. So David, thank you. So one thing on this, um, the mask piece right now, I just want to, to continually emphasize over safety precautions and being mindful that as you show up um, to cer certain areas and certain homes are going to be more strict than others, more conscious than others. So David and I exchanged some emails and David had the, the same experience as me. More um, urban or city type environments I'm seeing that people are more conscious of the mask piece. I would encourage you to keep one, resonate with, with what's going on in the community, and just be smart, guys. Remember that if you show up and someone's battling 
a really severe illness or cancer, something they can't be exposed. So just be smart. So again, remember that, like more rural neighborhoods, reflect what's going on and always err on the side of caution. So David, thanks for sharing. Joe, thanks for joining. Josh, thanks for, for joining in from, from Denver as well. All right. So uh, this is another email. This one's from Josh. And Josh had a question about using direct mail. He says, a fresh hailstorm happened. What direct mail should I use to open up the neighborhood? Now, he was asking specifically about the marketing battle pack. There's five letters in there. Um, more coming soon. Uh, more on that in a minute. But uh, Josh, this answer, and for anyone, whether you're using the battle pack, there's a link in the description, money back guarantee, affordable price, check it out. Uh, whether you're using it or not, the, the main letters to send uh, I'm going to share with you. But first, I want to read this letter from 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 Josh. It says, hey, Adam, my name's Josh. I've been in roofing sales for about four months. My boss told me if I landed a 90-square church roof that I was working on, he'd buy me the battle pack. Well, I landed it, and now I have the battle pack. Boom! Love it. That's awesome, man. Super excited for what is to follow. I'm curious if you have any advice, however. There's an apartment complex in my town that has several ranch-style homes in it. We eat, uh, well, each townhome building has the recalled and discontinued Atlas Chalet shingles. And I wanted to reach out to them and possibly land those buildings, but I'm not sure the best approach. I mix up these letters. My apologies. Um, this one is about the discontinued shingles, not the letters. I'm going to hit that one next. All right. So hold on. Let me set this down so I don't get all bent out of shape. So the main question, he's, he's working. So Josh is working in an area with discontinued shingles. He says, how do I approach those? Now, I had a client who uh, down south was working the, the discontinued shingles almost exclusively. It was a huge, huge market. And the really big advantage with discontinued shingles is that they're not repairable, okay? Oops, discontinued shingles. So they cannot be repaired. And usually an insurance company will cover replacing them. So how do you handle it? You approach him by saying, listen, I, I drove by your home. Again, making everything, guys, here's a key takeaway. Anytime you're starting that conversation, you're pitching over the phone or in a letter, you want to, to be specific, okay? You want to be specific. So I'm going to write this down because this is really, really important. I think what a lot of people miss is you want to be specific. So what do I mean by that? Okay, now think of a movie, for example. No one says, hey, um, you know, or even in the news, think of the news, for example. Something tragic happens. No one says so and so was shot. Okay, they're they're detailed. So and so was shot with a uh, a, a Colt military style assault rifle. Like they get specific, even though they do it wrong, right? Or in a in a book or a movie, it wasn't he shot him. It was like he shot him with a with a gold, with a nickel plated Colt 1911 45 caliber handgun, right? So that's that level of specificity that that draws people in out of out of curiosity. So. What you want to do is be specific. So you say, hey, I drove by your property. I looked up in the roof and I noticed on the west facing slope, it looked like there might be some damage to shingles, either from wind or hail. And I also noticed that those shingles appear to be a discontinued shingle that I've had some that I've had some experience with. Now, good news, bad news. Bad news is that those shingles are discontinued, which means they're not repairable. The good news is if I do find some damage, I can walk through the process and there's a very good chance that the insurance company might cover a full roof replacement. Okay, you guys see how we did that? How we tied in something specific about the roof that we noticed, identified that there may be some damage. We identified that there may be, uh, that they may be these discontinued shingles, even if you know they are. And then if you can find damage, it might be able to get a full coverage replaced, which obviously they're gonna need to do at some point. So it's a win-win. And what you can do is um, 
what was I going to say? Uh, obviously, you want to offer the the inspection because let me get up there and take a look because that's how I'll know how to navigate the next steps with you. Cool? Makes sense? All right. So that's how you navigate the uh, discontinued shingles. So Josh, hope that answers your question. So Joe says, is there a database of missing shingles or somewhere I could find out what they look like? Um, Google Atlas Chalet uh, or just discontinued shingles in general, and you'll see a bunch of information. The other thing you can do, Joe, is reach out to your supplier, wherever you're getting your shingles, wherever your company gets your shingles. They'll often help that because obviously the more you sell, the more product you buy from them and everybody wins. All right. Now I'm going to go back to another question from David. Um, yeah, and Tom uh, Thomas said certainty horizon is is a common discontinued shingle where I'm at. Uh, you'll notice every market is different. Like you'll you'll find trends for certain shingles in certain markets and certain colors. It's cosmetic. It's just excuse me, cosmetic preferences of, of uh, and distribution things. All these subtle things that dictate you know what's here, what's there. Just like. Ohio, Wisconsin, Illinois, lots of aluminum siding, really great market for that. But then you go down south, uh, no aluminum siding. You go to Colorado, no aluminum siding. So again, building building materials and preferences change just kind of by locale. So um, hope that answers uh, you, Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe says missing equals discontinued. Clever. I like that. All right. So back to David's question. Sorry, I mixed him up. This is on the direct mail piece. So fresh hail. Okay. What do you do on fresh hail? We got a fresh storm, which I know this is happening. I actually just spoke with some of the guys at Hover, and um, they were saying that there's been a big shift towards uh, storm, even for people who aren't working storm because retails is hard right now. So there's a fresh storm. There's been a lot. What letter to send? Okay, fresh storm. What letter? Now in the battle pack, there are three that you can choose from. One is the under the radar sales letter. So that was one of my most popular videos. You can check it out. Uh, if you just search under the radar. Now, the reason I say under the radar is no one knows you're working in that neighborhood. No one's going to see it because it is literally sent in the mail. So you can drive by, grab the address and pop it in the mail. Um, I'm not going to spend a tremendous amount of time on, on that because I've done a ton of videos on, on direct mail. What I am going to cover just the basics is when I say direct mail, I mean a plain piece of printer paper that you can print out at the office or your home computer. And you write a letter. Don't put all your fancy stuff on it. And you you fill it out, you send it in the mail, you hand sign it, it looks super personal. And Josh says the under the radar sales letter is gold. Awesome, man, I love that. I absolutely love that. And it depends how you sell retail. I have two, two retail jobs now. David, absolutely. I'm not saying retail came to a grinding halt. I'm just saying in general, um, the demand for hail is higher than retail. Now, I've done retail as well, um, and I'm glad you're having success with it. So by no means am I uh, undermining it. If you got it, go after it. So on those letters, you have the under the radar sales letter, which which is a, a general letter to open up a neighborhood. Then they have another letter that says tired of roofers at your door. On a fresh storm, someone, a homeowner will often get beat up on day one. They're like, oh my gosh, there were a million roofers that showed up. I'm done with it. So that letter would also work. Okay. And then the other letter is, uh, sorry, I missed you. So I was at your house. Sorry, I missed you, but I didn't want you to miss this. So that's kind of the, the main hook. And they're like, oh, miss what? And then they'll read your letter. So there's those three that you can use. And again, it's all about opening up the letter, opening up the neighborhood to get in. After that, the other letter in there, is to help you work the area from install. So you'll mail around a home uh, in addition to canvassing and leaving a door hanger to alert them of the install. Multi-touch. There's never one little golden thing, right? Like it's how all these pieces hit together. So you're going to send that letter, open up the neighborhood, okay? Once you get one signed, then you go canvas, you leave those letter leave-behinds. All this is in the battle pack, or you can use your own. 
um, in addition to mailing. So once you get that one deal, you get install set, you mail around the neighborhood, you canvas around the neighborhood, and you leave door letter, leave behinds. That's three touches on every neighbor. We all know there's 20 neighbors, that's 60 touches, you're going to get another deal. Rinse, repeat, and your honey hole is open. So David, thanks for submitting that one. All right. Um, this email is from, yeah, I'm going to save the best for last, which is the, I'm not selling anything pitch. I love this one. This was, that was from Chris. Uh, but first I'm going to hit this one from, from Jason. So Jason emails and he says, one thing I've been running into lately is getting the same adjuster with one insurance company that won't buy a roof, no matter how obvious the damage he's come out on five properties. And I know, uh, that I know of and tells the homeowner the roof looks good to him. On one occasion, he was on the roof on his cell phone, just walked along the ridge a couple times, came down and said the roof was good, never marked anything. So this is a situation of dealing with uh, challenging adjusters. And it happens, guys. These adjusters, for those that don't know, there's two different types of insurance adjusters, okay? So you have a CAT adjuster, which stands for catastrophe, okay? So CAT. These are the teams that are going to run around. And, and I know many of you know this, but I want to give you a little bit of insight into how this works. These CAT adjusters run around from storm to storm. That's their mobile team, okay? Then, <laughs> don't, by the way, Thomas, I know that was a joke. That's funny. Take his ladder away. Don't do that. I've actually witnessed this. It's not a good thing, and you will ruin your reputation with an insurance company for good. Not, not a good situation. So, good joke. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows, don't do that. I do not endorse taking the ladder away. <laughs> oh, man. I, I developed really good relationships with adjusters, and I heard all these all these horror stories. Uh, so, um, and Josh says, bring a magnifying glass. That would be another funny, funny one to do, but let's Let's, we got to lead with integrity, guys. These guys are on our side. So we have CAT adjusters and then we have in-house adjusters. Now, um, and I know many of you who are watching are seasoned guys, but this is this is valuable stuff. So the in-house guy is, let's say he's the Denver office for whatever company, you name it, whatever one you want, okay? And his territory is Denver. So here's the state of Colorado. By the way, I only chose it because it's like a square. So here's Denver, right? There's Denver and his territory is here. And that's it. And he's paid a salary. So let's just say he's paid $60,000 a year, which might be even high. And he's working his butt off and he's going claim to claim. And he's running around and he's overworked and underpaid and nothing changes. Okay. So these guys are often a little more stickler. I, I, I call it like the uh, the brand new cop kind of syndrome, right? So they have all this authority and they're really excited to get on these power trips. Meanwhile, the cat adjuster, oh my gosh, I'm about to try to draw the US on an empty sketch. Look at this. This is America. I don't think that needs to be there. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I didn't just draw this on a live. Anyway, so they do the entire USA. And they'll go from catastrophe to catastrophe, hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, hailstorms. So they'll be boom, 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 all over the states. And they're worked to death. And they're making money per claim. Now, I won't share details on this because there's a lot that um, may change this. But what, what I will say is that they earn a lot more money because they're traveling and they're, it's in their best interest to write these claims. So these guys are more likely in general to find damage because the more claims they work, the more they do, as long as they can submit the proper documentation, the more they're going to make because it's, it's on volume. Okay. So there's, there's a variety of different ways these are handled. I don't want to go into the nitty gritty. Generally speaking, so this guy might be here, you might never see him again. Where this in-house adjuster, if he's in your backyard, if he is the one that's running claims for the insurance company in the area that your main office is, what you don't want to do is totally screw your reputation because then literally you get like blacklisted. 
It's not a good thing. We have to remember that ultimately these guys are on our team because guess what? They write our check. These guys write our paycheck. So even if you're having a hard time, what you need to do is this. One, you need to understand that these relationships are important, even if you disagree. Okay. So first thing, you can screw yourself. You can screw the entire company. All it takes is one bad apple. All it takes is one guy getting lippy. Think of it. When was the last time you got pulled over by a cop for speeding? And you said, officer, screw you. I was just, I'm in a rush. I got the thing and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't speeding and your gun's wrong. If you ever had a cop, you like, oh, excuse me, sir. I'm so sorry. You are absolutely right. You weren't speeding. I'm so sorry for bothering you. Here's your license back. I'm out. Like, no, this doesn't happen. And the same thing with an adjuster. You will not get anywhere battling head to head, kill them with kindness and respectfully disagree. When those situations come up where an adjuster and you don't see eye to eye, the best thing that you can do is have the homeowner, I'm just going to write H-O, call for a reinspection. Okay. And what do you do on the reinspection? They request a new adjuster. Okay. Request new adjuster. They have the right to do this. So this is where your homeowner needs to be on your side and say, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, it is, this happens sometimes because hail damage is subjective, right? It's not black and white. If I smash this, this is, I don't know, is this metal? Maybe there's metal in there. And I leave a dent. A dent is a dent is a dent. We can all see it. But hail damage on a shingle is subjective. You can get five adjusters up from five different insurance companies and get five different reports. So Yes, we do disagree. The adjuster said there was nothing. And I saw that there were things. And ultimately, you don't want to you don't want to paint yourself into a corner where you're like, oh, your roof's total. It's for sure going to get bought because we all know anything can happen. So I always, always, always manage those expectations with the customer up front. And I give this spiel every time. We're going to call in the claim. Now, yes, I do see damage. I want you to understand uh, hail damage is subjective, meaning different adjusters might see it differently. So I just want you to be prepared for anything. The good news is we always have an opportunity to get someone out again. So part of dealing with this, Jason, is the front end damage control by making sure you manage those expectations in the event that they do deny the roof. And then you say, don't worry, this stuff happens. We've we've seen things get denied to get fully covered and you've, you've got options. So let's call them back in and get someone else with fresh eyes to come out here and take a look. Okay. So again, front end damage control mixed with um, having the homeowner on your side. And the, the better you are at presenting this up front, the better relationship you're going to have. Because the worst thing is when, which I did when I was new in sales and I was like, yeah, you know, your roof, you know, tons of damage, tons of collateral damage, as Thomas was saying. And, and then the adjuster comes out and he's a, you know, not seeing eye to eye with me. And he's like, nothing, I got nothing here. And you're like, man, what? And then he comes down and then he throws you under the bus with the homeowner. And then he's like, Hey, I was up there. I don't know what this roof is seeing. I'm not seeing a thing. I do a million of these things. Your roof's fine. Right. We've, have you guys had that happen? So this, this just automatically like discredits you. So it's up to you to just sit there and grin and bear it. When you educate the homeowner up front, you say this could happen that way. They're not surprised. And they're on your side as opposed to the adjuster. So then have the homeowner call in and request a new one, okay? That's your best bet. Because beyond that, then you go into an appraisal. Um, uh, and then the, the legal process, excuse me, not appraisal, arbitration, my bad. You go into arbitration after that. And then beyond that, it's all legal recourse. It's, it's is it a bad faith insurance claim? You need a lawyer and it becomes a nightmare. Uh, not fun for everyone. So that's that.
I'm going to hit some comments before I wrap up today with my favorite one from Chris, which is the I'm not selling anything uh, presentation. All right. So Joe says, I get the homeowner to ask for a readjust and to threaten to complain about the customer service works every time um, for me and use it as a last resort. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the homeowner, it's up to them on how they want to communicate it, but definitely, definitely having them in there. So staff adjusters are not doing uh, inspections now and being assigned currently to independent because of COVID. Absolutely. And if you guys watched uh, the video I did with Garrett that posted on Sunday with one click code, he's he him and the one I did with Mike from Elite Claim Solutions, they both said that, which, and I'm hearing from the channel as well, a lot of people are getting handed the keys. Go write our claims. Send me pictures. This is what I need. So absolutely. Um, and then David says, ask him if he can hundred percent claim it's not hail because you can't tell hundred percent. That's also true. And, and it's a border that like David, I've, I've had some of these times where like gentle pushback can come into to helpfulness. And then other times you just kind of got to gauge it on the spot. Cause sometimes you'll push back a little bit and then the adjuster is going to get like fuming angry and you don't want, you don't want to see that happen. So, um, all right, that handles that one. So again, the homeowner needs to be in your corner. I, oh, one more. It says, um, I've had them tell homeowners they sell roofs and that's why they see damage and I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, gotta love adjusters sometimes. And guys, the reason that these adjusters treat you this way has nothing to do with you. It's because they have a bad taste in their mouth from other people in the industry that soil it for everybody. The one bad apple in the bunch. This happened to me, by the way, with our company. We had one sales guy that didn't do things super great with an adjuster and he was frustrated and like I remember pulling up in an adjustment with a new sales guy I was hiring, or excuse me, training, and he's like, oh, you guys again. And I was like, dude, this is not the reputation that it represents how we actually handle things. Even our in-house supplementing team was like on the up and up. So remember, we all kind of are in this together to some degree. And if you treat adjusters a certain way, it's going to taint it for everyone. Um, and uh, I got a question from Everlast Construction Group. If a company pays for soft metals, would you consider that they are admitting to hail? Absolutely. So if you watch my other videos, I call that a working commitment. So they've committed that, yes, it has hailed here. Now it opens up the can of worms of what is the extent of damage. So absolutely. All right. Um, before we wrap up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this one, which is the I'm not selling anything pitch. Uh, this was a question from Chris. And then I want to show you this because I'm working on something fun that's free for everybody who's here. So let's jump in. So this, um, uh, Chris joined the insiders. By the way, you get an email from me. I, I email everyone who joins, just a little personal, personal welcome message and want to know what you need help with. So Chris responded to that. Um, and by the way, you can get a link in the description. And anyone who's already purchased, and if you're already getting my emails, you're already on the list, so you're good. Um, he says... What is the one, th so I asked, what's the one thing you need to help you smash your income goal? It says, helping people understand that I'm not really selling anything for them to say, uh, other than to say yes to an inspection, okay? I'm, that I'm not actually selling anything. So this prompted it. So Chris, thank you for this because ultimately you guys are gonna laugh. Here you are watching a sales training channel on YouTube and I'm, gonna, I'm about to write this. I'm about to write that you're not selling anything, okay? Up front. Okay. Now, how can we say this? How can we tell a homeowner that we're not selling anything? Now, I wouldn't open up and just say, hi, Mr. Homeowner. No, listen, listen. I'm not trying to sell you anything because um, sometimes they'll see through it. And sometimes they'll be like, yes, you are. But ultimately, when you're challenged, you can use this approach in conversation when you know how to overcome it the right way. And here's how you do it. You say, listen, Mr. Homeowner, you know, you do your opener, 
right? Hey, I was just leaving Peggy's house down the street and uh, I was just up there and found a, a substantial amount of hail damage on the roof. And we have the insurance company coming out next week uh, in hopes that we're going to be able to get the, the, the damage either uh, repaired or replaced under the coverage. While I was here, since her roof is right next to yours, I just want to stop by and see how the insurance process has been for you. Okay, there's your open-ended question. I'm not asking for an inspection, nothing. I want them to talk. They're like, wait, what do you mean? Because they'll either say, I haven't had my roof looked at. I have no idea if I have damage. Um, the adjuster was already out. We have a claim filed and I'm waiting for the adjuster. They will tell us what we need to know. So at that point, say, great. Now, listen, I'm not here to sell you anything. My job being in the neighborhood is to help people identify where they're at in the process and then offer guidance and help. And if I can help you in that way, where you're at, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, I can't sell you anything. I don't know where you're at or what you need. Now, what I can do while I'm here is hop up on your roof, just like I did Peggy's, and I can take some photo and some video and identify if there's been any hail damage, show it to you, and then walk you through the process so you can decide what's next and what's best for you. You see how that kind of breaks down that forceful sales piece. And again, we ultimately, if we think about this logically, guys and gals, we aren't selling anything because we don't know what there is to sell yet. If they don't have damage, we can't sell them anything. If the insurance company doesn't cover the damage, we can't sell them anything. And ultimately, if you want to split hairs about it, I would even go so far as say that even then we may not even be selling anything because the need has been established. Bam, hailstorm comes, roofs totaled. Who pays for it? The insurance company is paying for 98% or whatever, you know, total minus the deductible, 98%, 97%, almost all of it. We're here to facilitate a solution at a set rate. We're here to say you can choose anyone. And the only selling that's involved, by the way, is becoming the the free choice. So I know I'm breaking this down a little psycho psychologically, but it's very important for you to use this because if you say, hey, I'm not interested in whatever you're selling, this is really good information to have in your back pocket that I'm not here to sell you anything. I don't know what you need. Of course, I'm working with them to replace their roof. I don't know if your roof needs to be replaced. And ultimately, it's not even up to me. It's up to your insurance company. What I am here to do is to help you to help one, find out where you're at in the insurance process Two, educate you on what your options are. And three is to give you the very real information that you can choose anyone you want to work with. And then four, just show you how I might be able to be of assistance and how I may stand apart from the competitive signs that you might see in the neighborhood. So no, I'm not here to sell you anything. Would I like to work with you? Of course, but that's your choice after we find out if you need anything, okay? And there is a big difference when you approach it that way. Now, I started to try this like, no, I'm not here to sell you anything as like a defensive way at the door. And people were like, come on, dude, you're, you're, you are. But when I was confident and I love what David just said, it just caught my attention. He says, I noticed that if you truly think you're helping homeowners, they pick up on it and you just have to believe. That is 100% true. When you are there of service, okay, of service, and not to sell, this changes everything, okay? Now, it's the difference. You know how some people say, be authentic, be authentic. When people try to be authentic, it's not authentic. It's not real. So understanding the process, understanding what you're there to do and how you're there, how you can help will come across very naturally. And it just takes practice. And that's the beauty of sales is as you develop with your skill sets, the result is closing more business. Yes, selling. Okay. But again, you cannot sell someone something that they don't need. So um, that was all for this week.
and onto some exciting news before we call it a wraps. I teased at this. I don't have all the details yet, but what I do know is that I am making a very big commitment to be even more involved with helping you guys succeed, you guys and gals succeed. This goes for owners and salespeople alike, whether you're an individual rep, whether you're brand new to the industry, whether you're thinking about the industry, or whether you're a seasoned salesperson just looking to level up your skills. Same goes for owners who have sales teams or owners, which I work with a lot, who are growing sales teams. And one thing I'm doing is I'm putting together a library of all of the training videos on the channel. So I've been I've been request, requested this. And ultimately what I'm trying to do, I get emails all the time. Can you do a video on this? Can you do the video on this? What are your thoughts on this? And I've covered a lot of them. So this isn't the full version. I'm literally just putting on the, the final versions today and updating all the lockdown lives. But what'll, what it will be is a table of contents with all the different sections that you can literally just click. And by the way, this is free. Um, that you can click and it will bring you as a PDF to the section. So if you wanted the one on cold calling, you click cold calling and boom, you can watch the video. Direct mail, there's the letters on it. Canvassing, oops, canvassing, all the videos. So the, the video to, uh, title and then just a link to watch the videos. So if you want to get an early copy before I officially send it out, just shoot me an email. Join the insiders and then re reply to the email. If you're already receiving my emails, just shoot me an email. It's adam at roof strategist. So there's no word the. Um, I know, live and learn, right? So it's just adam at roofstrategist.com. Um, and then, yeah, I can get this to you, but there's all the goals and motivations. So this is just a kind of a, a start of some things that I have coming, uh, making a big push on more content and re responding to what the community is looking for and wants. Um, so that'll be coming soon. And again, any salespeople or owners like, hang on to that. If you're in the field and you're like, oh man, I got an objection. You can click on the objections tab and bring you right to that section where you can brush up in the field on there. So it's kind of like the sales, sales pal in your pocket type of thing. Um, so anyway, this is free or will be free. Uh, I'm happy sharing what I have put together so far, and that'll be coming in a more formal format later. Uh, and I also have been taking a lot of feedback from folks who purchased the battle pack saying, hey, what about this little thing and this little thing? And all those little requests have come uh, to life. So I have a, a folder. I'm, I'm working on taking a lot of the material that I've developed in the past that I haven't made available in the battle pack because I truthfully didn't think that anyone else would want to be using. The, even like the insurance agent piece, there's more to that that I've put in the battle pack that um, I've had requests and I've been working on. So I'm going to be teaching kind of how to use those pieces, uh, how to reach out to insurance agents cold instead of just through a customer. So there's a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to be uh, releasing here soon for the battle pack, along with a special thing that I will, I have to wait. I'm so excited. I wish I could spill the beans, but let's just say I have another really cool thing coming that will um, kind of pour gasoline on the battle pack for you. So more to come soon. Uh, David and Thomas, guys, shoot me an email. I'm just going to drop my email in the chat and then that way I can respond to it. Adam at roofstrategist.com. Um, yeah, you're welcome to shoot me an email. And then if you want to join the insiders, if you're not already on it, I'm going to put a link. I know this thing wobbles when I type on it. Hang on. Uh, if you want to join the insiders, there's a link for that. Um, obviously, it's free. You also get a copy of my ebook. And I'll be sending this out as soon as it's like officially formalized. But um, my team and I, my small little growing team and I, are getting all the details put together for this. So, um, guys, thanks a ton for being here. 
Uh, my favorite part of this whole thing is when I say, if you liked it, smash the thumbs up button. I love seeing the little numbers go up. Uh, it lets me know that this stuff is what, what you like. So thanks again for joining. Give it a thumbs up if you liked the video. Um, subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the channel and join the insiders. Guys, I'm having, I'm really, really making a big push. I believe in, in bringing a tremendous amount of value to the people that I serve. So you're going to see a lot from me, uh, both on the free front and then anyone who is at a point where you want to, uh, take that next step. Um, I, I'm committed to providing a tremendous amount of value that far exceeds any financial commitment. Um, so if you have any suggestions, shoot me an email and, uh, thank you. And Josh says, if you guys don't have the battle pack, you need it. Invaluable resource. Josh, thanks a ton, man. I super, super appreciate you sharing that. So thanks for being here. This is the start of Lunchtime Lives, and I'll be doing these periodically again. I'm going to nail down that exact date and time so it'll be recurring. You guys know when to show up, but I just want to make sure it's kind of at the right time. And I thought lunch would be good because sometimes we're taking a break and you can jump in for uh, as long as you can while you're chowing down or cruising in the truck. So that's all for this one. Stay tuned. You'll hear more from me. Great stuff coming. And I cannot wait to help you make this the highest income year of your life. That is the goal. So uh, thank you guys so much. I will see you soon. Everybody, thank you for being here. It was awesome seeing this chat blow up. I love seeing the community come together. Be well, stay safe, stay on the gas, make it the best year yet, guys. See you soon. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.